0: This is Iswala. Then I hope you guys are having a lovely Wednesday. I know it's Wednesday. It's hump day. It's the end of the week. What is the <coughs> hump to get to Friday Eve and uh, Friday, and then you have know, the weekend. I hope you guys are having a lovely day. It's, it's giving we're all in hell right now. Long oh, story short. Um so I hope you guys are having a nice day outside of it being hot. I wanna talk about something real quick. I wanna talk about it because it just happened. So Meg came out, which, by the way, Meg, since you can't shut the fuck up about this case, this is not gonna happen in your favor. Um, they gonna find out during trial that Tori did shoot the gun because now y'all all all making it seem like Kelsey did it. Okay? Nobody defended Kelsey at all. I don't like that. I don't like when the whole squad wanna gang up on, on you. You know, that's some nigga shit, though. That's what you niggas do, right? Y'all gang up on one person just because y'all mad she actually has a business and her family has a business she has a legacy and y'all niggas just get your shit and you know you about to lose money after this trial Expose the true essence of what really happened that night. But man, still running her mouth about trial, honey, because she don't give a damn about if she wins the trial or not. She don't care if it makes her look good. She don't care. She just over here just running her little mouth about this damn trial. I'm trying to find an article dealing with this. I'm trying to find an article dealing with this. Let me go to one of my little save things to see if it's one of the articles dealing with this. Um, I'm trying to pull this up. But I'm going to say this. Honey, Meg, you ain't shit. You ain't shit, girl. Okay? You ain't shit, and it's about time somebody be honest with you and tell you your music ain't shit neither. Okay? Um, it's just oh, so much you can take from a damn lie. Okay? It's only so much you can take from a goddamn lie. Um, uh, Meg is going to mess the trial up for herself. Came out in a Rolling Stone interview. She did interview Rolling Stone. That's gonna be your last time being relevant. Get used to it, stupid. Um, and (laughs) this is what she had to say in Rolling Stone. Okay, this is her pictures. Alright. where's the Okay. So she in stone Her pictures are beautiful, but that no male sense. So she basically said that she stopped being friends with Kelsey Nicole because Kelsey met with Tori two days after he allegedly shot her and said he offered to invest in Kelsey's business. Um, and she said from that day on, she said she never said nothing else about the situation. Being the fact that Meg was the other woman, not Kelsey was the other woman. Don't get it twisted. These are high-class whores in the entertainment industry, all right? Um. So, now I'm not calling Kelsey a high-class whore. I'm calling Meg one. Meg... You know, Kelsey has her own business. Meg is just an investment. that yeah, somebody's going to wish she never invest in. She's also proven that she's a liability. Okay? Because this weekend, she was at a festival, and she was performing at a festival, and she felt the need to acknowledge the label she was on. And, of course, his ignorant ass had to say something, because ignorant ass people don't know how to shut the hell up. They just keep running their mouth they keep digging in hole you deeper and then they want to sit there and cry oh it's racism it's not honey you're stupid shut up same thing I will say to me shut the hell up don't talk about the trial until you go to trial nobody knew the Kardashians and China, Black China were going to trial because they can't talk about that shit nobody knew about freaking Amber Heard and Johnny Depp going to trial because they can't talk about that shit why are you talking about something? And you are de- understand this? People are looking at what you're doing. Reading articles. Then she had there to say that both her legs were wrapped up. I thought it was your foot, you stupid whore. What is your foot? I saw your foot wrapped up. I didn't see. No, both your feet wrapped up. I saw one of your foots wrapped up. So it was both your legs he shot down. You see what I'm saying? And, and then she's going to sit up there and say, I can't wait to put Tori in jail. Tori ain't going to jail. Tori might serve time in jail for having a weapon, but he ain't going to jail for shooting you because he didn't shoot you, Meg. Okay, you stepped on some glass, cause he shot, because the, the, bullet, the bullet, cause bullets have no names, they just go where they go. All right, they bullets don't have no name, bullets just do what they do. They they don't have plans on hitting nobody, and it just so happens to hit people. Okay, it's president control of the gun, who is at fault? Right? All right, because jail for having a gun and firing it so he gonna go to jail for endangering someone but man your story ain't been the same every time you tell it it's a totally different story now you over here in this interview and i'm gonna read the part where it says it says why nobody know no what nobody know is i had to get surgery the same night i stayed in the hospital in california for maybe four days she says then i was in new york for a while both of my legs wrapped up didn't you say he shot you just one of your foot so when did he start shooting your legs so man go ahead and lose this case for me please, please thank you i'm over it this is why i say she is innocent and she put it out to me and he and he's not as even though the nigga's toxic as hell most of these rapping niggas are toxic And he is not as guilty as he put himself out to be. But he did fire a gun. And she did end up receiving an injury because he fired a drug. Okay? It's not going to be long before they throw the case out. Because I feel like they're going to throw throw this case out if Meg keeps speaking on it. When you are going through a case, whether it's just a suing situation or whether it's a situation that is serious. You are not supposed to be talking or doing interviews talking about this case. Who the hell is her PR? Who the hell are her attorneys? They're doing a bad job advising her. Okay? They're doing a god-awful job advising her. And at this point, with how much she is running her mouth about this, I no longer feel bad for Meg no more. And it seems like she's more pressed at Kelsey than she is at Tori. That's what's wrong with you bald-headed bitches. Y'all be more pressed at another woman than you press at a dude. A dude would sit up there and literally almost killed you, but you more pressed at the bitch that he was with. So go ahead and let them drop this case, big, because you ain't gonna get what you want. Tori and his little ass get to run around, and shoot and shoot and shoot everybody he wanna shoot, just like the baby, and his retarded looking self. Okay, and yes, I said it. Fuck you. I said the baby's retarded. Fuck, tw- fuck his ass so you got your little 4 year degree for nothing well, you know what I take it back you got your 4 degree, year degree for something yeah because your music career is over nobody's fucking with you nobody's dealing with you not nothing nobody's dealing with you shut the hell up and you keep saying well, people keep getting up on you okay but you gotta stop bringing it up if you want justice you have to be quiet and let justice do justice job okay you can't be sitting up here telling people what happened at night and the story keep changing it went from two feet to two legs man when a nigga shoot you Did he shoot one of your feet? Both your feet or your legs? And I'm pretty sure there's somebody on YouTube that will do a whole video showing that you had one cast on your foot. Whole situation traumatized you, all right. Which it is traumatizing. I will say this people start, even when people start shooting firecrackers in this area. Um, and sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between the firecracker and the gun. I'm gonna be honest with you about that because I got about that life, but sometimes when you can't tell the difference. (laughs) You can't tell the difference between a firecracker and a gun. I just had a funny thought about an incident that happened when I was in school. I already told y'all about that. I ain't talking about it again. The thing is, it's traumatizing when somebody starts. It's traumatizing even when somebody had firecrackers. Because one summer, I had a cousin, and they were doing firecrackers. And the thing with the firecrackers fell over and started shooting us in the crowd. And I thought everybody had died because all I saw was a poof of smoke. looking looking thinking like damn these niggas all died <laughs> but and when somebody pull a gun out that is traumatizing i will give her that and it has to be traumatizing for her because she probably ain't used to that okay okay And she probably never thought that because her and Tori had bonded on such a deep level, that he would do something like that. Okay? And he did. So her feelings hurt because Tori did pull out a gun because her and and, and Kelsey were fighting. Okay? And her feelings hurt not only from that, but her feelings are hurt because she was the other chick. I'ma call Savade Spade, okay. So now you hurt and now you are still attacking people who you're hurt at, and that's Kelsey which I don't know why you're mad at Kelsey because Kelsey should be hurt but Kelsey isn't hurt Kelsey has kept it moving and I I, I can't wait till Kelsey testify about what happened that day I want to hear what she had to say I don't give a damn about Meg and Tori they can kiss my black ass Um, these niggas are narcissists both of them him and her are narcissists but yeah I mean they gonna throw this case out you want Tori in jail but my thing is if you want him in jail you would shut the hell up and let them, and let them do what they have to do in September you know so yeah hey this idiot go bring this shit back up again I got a couple of church announcements for you guys okay <laughs> um found out why my energy is low once again it's not only because it's hot because it's something else and then my box full of uh, baby wipes just fell over but um the reasons why my energy is low is you know a medical situation. Not bad, okay? It's just something every woman has and I see why. Um, but I would like to do a panel one night. What um, of the panels, I could do a panel on either Spotify Live. You have to download Spotify Live by the way. I can do a panel on Spotify Live. I can do a panel on YouTube, but I can only have three people on the panel. Or I can do an Instagram Live where we all discuss what's going on today. Because I want to see how you guys are adjusting to the the rising in gas prices and food prices. I want to see how you guys are keeping cool survival kits and uh, what are we gonna do about this apocalypse uh, that's over here transpiring and uh I also want to if y'all all got your hearts right with God. Um no <laughs> but um I do want to have a panel situation a panel discussion and we can talk about what's going on I want to talk about the rise of the gas prices I want to talk about the food shortage I want to talk about the tampon shortage I want to talk about the baby formula shortage it's like they trying to kill everybody we're going to talk about monkeypox. um y'all know Dr. Fauci just came out and said he had COVID-19 this nigga out of all the damn things you've been going you've been doing for the past 40 plus years your ass over here done caught the damn covid Stay in the world, so it's gonna be ladies stay in the world, ladies stay in the world combo. Y'all come by when I figure out which platform I want to do it on, I will let you guys know. I want to do it on Friday, and yes, I'm going to be more active on here more because I miss you guys and I miss being on here. I know I kind of stopped um podcasting. But I will come back on here. I will be, become more active. We can even do uh, a live chat or you can do a live X tiffany We can do an X tiffany uh, segment on my podcast one day. Because I found out how to do an ex thing. How to do a Um, So, yeah. That's what is going to happen. And when I find out which platform I'm going to do, and 9 out of 10 times, I'm probably going to choose Spotify Live or... Um, live, so we can talk about what's going on, how everybody's staying cool, how everybody's dealing with today's, um, economy, basically going spickly splat, all that stuff, and no, uh, I don't want to talk about gun control, I don't want to talk about weapons want to talk about these things because i just don't (laughs) i don't want to talk about a a topic that's so divisive to where people get into a a straight up cussing out match um so we'll be doing that and i'll be doing this for the remainder of the summer so everybody can stay in the house and be cool and you have a conversation with me and i'm hoping everybody is staying cool I don't want to be sound tone deaf if you don't have any air conditioning or you're not in an air conditioned environment. Um, I hope everybody is in a cool, air conditioned space. So that's something I want to do, and that's something I will be doing, and we can't do like if you have questions i can answer it if you have questions about previous podcasts i did i can answer those questions you have questions about some things that i brought up personally about myself that may or may not puzzle you we can talk about that. Um, I'm becoming, I'm getting to the point to where I'm becoming more of an open book because, you know, I want you guys to feel, to like, you enjoy yourself. And that's what the whole purpose is here. And that's also why I don't really want to do such a big thing with um, gun control. Um, Because I'm smack dab in the middle. I'm always in a gray area when it comes to politics. Um, I do believe in people being able to carry their guns. However, I think there needs to be stricter background checks. Um, There need to be mental health evaluations before they're able to get a gun. And neither one of these things have come to pass in the past few years. And this has become an issue for a very long time. Um, So I definitely you want to have a sit-down panel about the economy and what's going on and what's the gas prices in your area all that all that all that um okay so with that being said today we are talking about something that i saw on buzzfeed and i'm going to read the buzzfeed article and i i don't see i won't put the link in my thing but if you go to BuzzFeed on YouTube, they talked about this, and it's called the um the death of Christina Kettlewell, which is the death of the eight-day bride. That's what we'll be talking about today. Um, and since I can't place my ad where I want to place it, which is it smack dab in the middle of my damn podcast, we are gonna keep it going. <laughs> All right, so the first article I already told you is um by BuzzFeed and BuzzFeed is BuzzFeed Fandom, and we're gonna talk about this. And the next article I'm gonna be is gonna be coming from the Star. So sit back and relax, get you some Kool Aid and snacks. We're talking about the death of Christina Kettlewell, also known as the Eight Day Bride. You know, people make it seem like, you know, back in the day, crimes were committed or like things happen like this. You know, people like, well, since when did somebody start killing their family and we live in a hard time and this is the hard time and blah, 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 blah. But the truth of the matter is, it's not that they didn't do that back then. It just wasn't social media back then, okay? What happened in your state you only knew about happening in your state? You didn't know nothing else. Okay? So, I'm going to go ahead and tell you what episode it is, what season it is on Unsolved, um, um, BuzzFeed Unsolved True Crimes. Um, It's on season four, episode three and It was aired July 27, 2018. You can find it also on, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Amazon Prime. I think you can find it on Amazon Prime. Okay, um, so yes, on the evening of May 20th, 1947, the body of 22 year old Christina Kettlewell was found 100 feet. 150 feet from her honeymoon cottage and just nine inches of water off the bank on the bank of a river in Severn Falls, Ontario. Christina McCann lived in Mimico, Ontario and worked at a bank where she was described as a capable employee. They would never say that about me. Um, On May 12, 1947, Christina eloped with John Ray Kettlewell, a 26-year-old war veteran better known as Jack. After knowing each other for three years, Christina's family had concerns about the marriage. Ronald Barry, a 28-year-old immigrant from Italy, was Jack's best friend and a professional ballroom dancer. It's said that Jack, Christina, and Ronald spent an inordinate amount of time together. This is why our generation don't like third wheels. Uh, Ronald didn't have a girlfriend. Okay. Christina's sister, Helen, would commit comment that the family thought that perhaps Ronald was in love with Christina. Uh, that's not what I was thinking. Following the elopement, the Kettlewells spent the next few days at an apartment in Toronto on Tyndall, Tyndall Avenue. Bizarrely, Ronald joined them for the entirety of their honeymoon. Friend get a life. And on May 17th, the trio headed out to Ronald's remote cottage in Severn Falls, only accessible by boat. During their time at the cottage, it's reported that Christina began to act out of character. She would go into crying fits, while at other times seemed completely dazed. Evidence suggested that Christina had a conversation with Ronald about whether or not Jack truly loved her. On May 20th, Christina disappeared from the cottage. Curiously, on the same day that Ronald's cottage mysteriously caught fire. Yeah. Ronald turned to the cabin to find a disoriented Jack sitting in a cabin and with the apparent head injury pulled him out of the blaze. He looked for Christina but couldn't find her anywhere in the cottage. Ronald recalled that the cottage burned to the ground in just an hour. He took Jack on a boat to Severn Falls to reach a car to drive him to the hospital. And contacted the police. It was then that Ronald discovered that the situation became even worse. That evening, Christina's body was found at nine, nine inches off the water, just 150 feet away from a cottage by Neville Sweet, an owner of a boathouse in the area. Her body was free from burns or any signs of violence. An official autopsy found traces of codeine in her stomach, but her ultimate cause of death was declared a drowning. Interesting. Major Lawrence... Gardfield, who tried to help put her out the fire, the cottage said he said saw no signs of Christina's body in the area when he went to fetch water from the river to help with the flames just hours earlier. <laughs> Jack Ronald and 20 other people were questioned by the police in connection with the case. Jack was interrogated by the police for three hours after being released from the hospital where he was treated for burn, shock, and a head injury and apparent drugging. However, Jack claimed to not remember anything that occurred after 11 a.m. of the day of Christina's death. Ronald was questioned by the police for a grueling 13 hours in which he provided a 3,000-word statement that the police would describe as fantastic. On June 19th, an inquest into Christina's death began, which became quite the spectacle. The public pecked not only the courtroom but the grounds outside with some even approaching Jack Ronald, the main witnesses, for autographs. Y'all weird. It should be noted that Jack and Ronald were not on trial for murder. There was simply a case to determine whether or not foul play had been involved in Christina's death. While the highly sensationalized investigation uncovered many interesting bits of information, the jury of the inquest ultimately could not agree on whether Christina's death was a result of foul play or not, stating, Due to the fact that the post-mortem examination disclosed codeine in the stomach of the deceased, and due to the suspicious fact that she was found drowned, the jury is unable to decide on the evidence, Given whether or not foul means were employed in her death, Jack and Ronald were unclear clear as there was no evidence impl- implicating either of them in the death, but their relationship to both Christine and each other were thoroughly exposed in the process. The police report claims that there were signs and evidence that Christine was very distressed by the unnatural conduct of her husband in Bari. Now I know on BuzzFeed they always have theories. I came up with some some on my own, um, but everybody always have theories on what's happening. I'm gonna let the computer do it because you know my my mouth is tired. <laughs>
1: the mysterious death. Of no, me
0: See what we A. ain't gonna do is reread all of this. Watch
1: 1320. Everything theories. Christina may have been dealing with mental illness and killed herself. The largest pieces of evidence that Christina may have killed herself are the several suicide notes written prior to her untimely end that were uncovered during the inquest. Mm. The first note written on Easter Sunday before their engagement and about five weeks before the wedding was addressed to Ronald. In it, she writes that she tried to poison herself and talks about the uncertainty of receiving a proposal from Jack. In it, she claims this will be the best way out, as I cannot bear to see another girl have him. Jack recalls Christina being sick that day, but claimed in his testimony that he was unaware of the suicide note.
0: Okay, so the first theory is basically saying that she had a mental illness and she killed herself. And one of the reasons why she killed herself is that she probably wanted to be with another man, and she ended up getting married to this one. I don't know. Um... It's not only seemed like she had cold feet, but it also seemed like she was in love with somebody else. I can't sing too much of the song. Y'all know the song. How can I love you the nicest though? So, um, she was in love with somebody else. That's continue. Note. She
1: wrote another suicide note at the end of April. This time, her intention, as detailed in the note, was to not only kill herself, but Jack as well. In this note, also addressed to Ronald, she wrote, When you love someone, you really love him, and I know there is no one for me but Jack, and if I cannot have him, I do not intend anyone else to. I waited, as you might say, in the hope that Jack would ask me to marry him, but I now realize I am just a passing fancy.
0: Keep in mind, Jack, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's the man that she ends up marrying. Yeah. Jack is the man she ends up marrying. So I don't know what's going on. And when she said, if I can't have him, I don't know what she means when she say that. Um, This have me thinking something else. But we will continue with this first theory
1: fancy. The last note was written the day before she died. It was addressed to a Mrs. Thomas, who owned a home in Mimico that Christina and Jack stayed in for a little bit. Once done, Christina asked Ronald to mail the letter for her. She writes, Ronnie is in the boat outside somewhere. By the time he gets back, everything will be all over with. He must have been afraid something would happen because he is staying an extra day to make sure we go back to toronto with him all notes were confirmed by a handwriting expert to have been signed by christina ronald held on to all the notes from christina but he never told jack about them until the inquest strangely ronald was able to and chose to save the letters from his burning cottage perhaps jack and ronald were not so innocent Mm. The first bit of evidence that suggests the duo may have planned this is a series of insurance policies purchased before Christina's death. Jack took out two separate life insurance policies on himself and Christina before the marriage. Each 5000 Canadian dollar policy contained a double indemnity clause which would allow the beneficiary to collect twice the amount if the cause of death was accidental, a sum worth around 200,000 US dollars today. Strangely, Ronald was the beneficiary listed on both policies. Ronald had also taken out a 5,000 Canadian dollar insurance policy on his cottage that would later mysteriously burn down and named Jack as his beneficiary. It should be noted that Ronald had failed careers in both construction and insurance. Additionally, the inquest revealed that Jack had given his war gratuity, a payment to Canadian servicemen when discharged, to Ronald and that Jack had removed all of his family from his will for reasons unknown. Also, Christina's wedding ring became a suspicious detail in the inquest, as it was never recovered. Reports defer as to whether Ronald purchased the ring for Christina or if Jack borrowed the ring from a married friend, and the true price of the ring is also debated, ranging from $1,000 to $13,000. Nevertheless, it was never found after Christina's death, Jack's statement to the police after the fire was another fascinating exhibit entered into the inquest. In the statement, Jack states that he and Ronald had been in an intimate relationship for some time. However, in court, Jack claimed he was coerced to make that statement, as the police wanted to build that story in their report. The police commissioner did in fact- Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Um, and this is what I thought in this whole case. (laughs) Uh, and it's funny that all these LGBTQ situations keep coming up during LGBTQ month. And I have made statements about certain situations previously about people possibly be part of the LGBTQ community. (sighs) That is what I originally thought because I was trying to figure out why I thought this and then this comes up again because I have seen the story on BuzzFeed before and I was like why do I think that the two men were together or were doing some things together or whatever have you I don't know but my question dealing with this is If why would you ruin your own reputation and admit it that you are in that you have to understand back in the 1940s um a LGBTQ relationship was not um seen as it is now. So why in 1940 in courtroom would you admit that knowing the discrimination and possible violence you could face because of that? And if it's not true, then why would you say it was? Let's continue with the story because I have a feeling there's a part of the story that also is going to also kind of confirm that they were a couple. But let's go.
1: touch on this relationship in the report of Christina's case. In it, he writes that the relationship between Jack and Ronald was, to put it mildly, to be unnatural. There was no evidence to prove this relationship, but it was highly suspected. In the inquest, Crown Counsel CP Hope didn't believe Jack was coerced and suggested that the two were actually lovers. Jack finally agreed to this after Hope hammered him with questions. The Toronto Star describes the questioning in an article from June 20th, when Kettlewell, after vigorous questioning, agreed with Mr. Hope's repeated suggestion that he and Ronald were male lovers, the fantastic triangle of twisted and thwarted emotions took shape. Quotes Ryan, so, this is the classic case of two people in a relationship, but then there's this best friend who third wheels quite a bit. For instance, I third wheel you and Sarah all the time. Shane, if I'm Christina, I'm putting myself into Christina's mind right now, you know? I'm a beautiful woman. I'm married to this man, Jack. What's he got going for him? He was a veteran? Ryan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shane, okay, there's Jack. Ryan, it's weird oh. to talk to you when your eyes are closed, but...
0: Alright. That's, that's the script for the show <laughs> that's why I said Shane and Ryan I was like who is Shane and Ryan okay that is the script from the show okay so let me I'm, I'm, I'm gonna kind of talk to you what I think happened I think the two mere Jack and uh the dude dang what's the guy ronald i think jack and ronald had a relationship because why would you take your best friend on your honeymoon and there's a possibility they said that she was having crying fits well why would she have crying fits well you just married your husband and he is messing with somebody else Let's move on to the second article dealing with this case, and it says, "What happened to Toronto eight-year-old bride? Um, Very beautiful lady. I think he's just telling the whole story all over again." I guess that would be it. I already know for a fact this is something that has happened. Um, this is my theory as to what I think happened. I do think she hurt herself. And she kept saying that, you know, she was hoping that he married her or something like that. But Ronald kept hanging around, right? And, you know, you can't get rid of your husband's boyfriend. Um, I think during that honeymoon, they used that honeymoon to express their love for each other. And um, she felt some kind of way. She was like, nah. Nah, what? this is my honeymoon... I'm expecting to be with him. You know, this is my husband. We're supposed to have kids together. And Ronnie, you decide to come. And I thought we were friends. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I will be ending this week off with Cynthia Anderson. And I will be doing a panel on Facebook. Oh, I'll be doing a panel on Friday we gotta talk about what's going on in the world um this is weird that's all i'm gonna say with that being said thank you guys for listening to my podcast this is Lady Tiffany. and This is my mind's emporium. What you do in the dark will come to light. They swept it under rug, but it's pretty obvious to me that Ronald and, um, what's a guy named Jack were canoodling. With that being said, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I am so outie. I should have did this early because it started thundering. I was like... Why when I do it late, it starts storming?